віримо в те, що війни не буде потужної проти України і не буде широкої ескалації з боку Російської Федерації. Poland is offering to supply Ukraine with German-made Leopard tanks as part of an international coalition. The announcement follows talks between Polish President Andrzej Duda and Ukraine's Volodymyr Zelensky on Wednesday. The pledge puts pressure on Germany, which has so far refused to deliver the advanced tanks to Ukraine itself. Frightening moments inside a southwest Houston taco shop Thursday night. A masked man who police believe was in his 20s, dressed in all black, pointing a gun and demanding money from the more than half dozen patrons inside the Ranchito Taqueria number four. Then a heroic attempt to stop him. A customer steps in, pulling out a gun of his own and opening fire, shooting the suspect multiple times. The alleged robber stumbling to the door and collapsing. Police say he died at the scene. The shooter then retrieves the stolen cash and returns it to patrons before appearing to make a startling discovery. The gun the suspect used was a fake. The question now, will the customer's good deeds result in criminal charges? Police say after speaking with the shooter, the district attorney will decide. Обстоятельства требуют от нас решительных и незамедлительных действий. Народные республики Донбасса обратились к России с просьбой о помощи. Мною принято решение о проведении специальной военной операции. about this what a night it was you know senior political analyst and senior editor for the atlantic ron brownstein uh ron great to see you uh, you know gates says because all the concessions he made uh mccarthy will essentially have to govern act as speaker in a straitjacket. um you know gates is is given to hyperbole uh, and i'm being generous about that at times uh, but he's not all together off is he in that assessment no. This week was undoubtedly one of the worst weeks of Donald Trump's political career. And that comes after two very, very bad weeks for the former president. In just the last 26 days since he launched his bid to return to the White House, a special counsel was appointed. He had dinner with anti-Semites Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Multiple associates were ordered to testify about him. He recorded a video for the families of jailed January 6th rioters. He called for the termination of the Constitution. His company was convicted of tax fraud. An other hand-picked candidate in Georgia suffered a stinging defeat. And he hosted a prominent QAnon backer. And more classified documents were found in a storage unit. 
And that is just a partial list, all of which has left even his allies questioning whether the former president is finally becoming a liability. Liberty over limitation, maturity over Mar-a-Lago, normalcy over negativity, opportunity over obstruction, people over politics, quality of life issues over QAnon, reason over racism, substance over slander. I think there's free speech. I think hate speech is just a term they, they dreamed up to uh, keep other people from talking, saying what's on their mind, for the most part. Sure, things get a little overboard, but they always have. And if people can't speak their mind, how are you going to know what people think and what they want? And it's just ridiculous, all this hate speech talk. It's, I don't like it at all. If people are trying to destroy other people, you got to stand up. And that's what they say. Anytime you stand up, we're the bad guys. Because we say, hey, you can't do that. So that's, that's, they'll call that hate speech. It's so twisted. It's so soft. It's so, I mean, when Obama was in there, everybody was like, okay, we can't, we're more locked down too. When Trump got in, the, the patriots felt like, we can breathe. We reported last week that the Coast Guard is saying 300 migrants fl were fleeing Cuba and other countries, and they landed at the dry Tortugas National Park last week and forced it to close because there were so many that landed there. Then there were 45 that also made landfall in Key West. And Florida was saying, you know, what do we do? How do we handle this? And they reached out. Uh, they reached out to the government and they said, you know, we're talking about this situation. We had some of the, the agents on our show. Well, it turns out Ron DeSantis decided to deploy the National Guard to help with the migrant surge. Just a few hours later, Joe Biden blasts him and says it's a political stunt. And Corrine Jean-Pierre did the same thing. Listen. We've seen Governor DeSantis do political stunts. Uh, that is how he how he perceives to fix uh, the uh, this issue from Florida, right? And uh, and he takes uh, you know he we're talking about people who are coming from from countries who are dealing with um, political strife, who are dealing with uh, issues uh, where they're they're trying to find asylum, and he treats them like pawns. It's been a six weeks since Donald Trump announced, and it's been it's been quite a six weeks. He had uh, dinner with an anti. Semite and, and a white supremacist. Uh, his tax returns have been a release showing that he was awash in debt, uh, uh, losing money, not paying much in taxes, that he tried to trademark tried to trademark the term rigged election. He floated the idea of nullifying part of the Constitution uh, so that he could nullify uh, the 2020 presidential election. Um, and he hasn't done a single event, at least that I can see, a public event outside of, of the uh, outside of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, what is your sense? Donald Trump, is, is he at this point, like some of the polls suggest, actually the front runner for the Republican nomination? And so we were seeing, you know, the Coast Guard had brought in like 300 people uh, that they had onboarded and, and put them in the Florida Keys. Well, they, they didn't have the ability to take care of those folks. There's vessels left everywhere and people's property and all this. So we declared a state of emergency. We provided uh, Coast Guard the assistance that they've asked for. We are going to clear the vessels free of charge for those residents because it wasn't their, their fault. Maybe we'll send the bill to Biden. We'll see. But uh, the reality is... The Coast Guard stretched so thin, and that what the Coast Guard has told us is, 
we are not going to get additional resources from the federal government. Like, this is what we have. So we're basically filling gaps that the federal government should be filling and would be filling um, if they wanted to do it. I would just tell the White House, uh, not only has the Coast Guard asked us to help, um, but we have no choice but to help because of your neglect and incompetence. Welcome back. Former Mississippi Governor Haley Barber used to have a saying, in politics, good gets better and bad gets worse. Well, the last couple of weeks is any indication since Election Day? Well, we've kind of seen that. The good's gotten a bit better for President Biden, and the bad's gotten a bit worse for former President Trump. Just the last couple of days, President Biden's Democrats expanded their majority in the Senate, Georgia. Raphael Warnock running a similar middle, uh, similar playbook uh, against as the president ran in that state as of this morning. Gas prices are down year over year, major priority for the president. The president just accomplished a big foreign policy goal, bringing uh, American Brittany Griner home from Russia. As for President Trump, this has been a stinker of a week, uh, as well as the last month, if you will, for his presidential campaign, again with Republicans criticizing his outlandish and un-American statement about terminating the Constitution for the 2020 election results. Then saw his hand-pick acolyte Herschel Walker lose handily in the Georgia Senate again. And the week also brought additional legal wounds as the company, this company was found guilty in a tax fraud scheme and additional classified documents were discovered in one of his Florida storage units. It's been a week like no other at the U.S. House of Representatives. We've had a unique chance to see what the cameras don't usually show. Like AOC chatting with Paul Gosar, who once tweeted a doctored video of him trying to kill her. She newly elected George Santos, showing up to his new job after revelations that he faked his own resume. Um, hello there to you, Alex. Uh, claims by the Russians that they have taken Solidar, of course important, uh, in that symbolic aim of theirs to take Bakhmut. What's happening? Well, we've been hearing for a number of days now claims by Russian forces, the Wagner Mercenary Group, which is doing much of the fighting in Solidar. It's claimed that it had taken it, uh, taken the town some days ago. But now we're hearing that confirmation, according to the Russians, from the Ministry of Defense. Now, the day before yesterday, the Kremlin said it would wait before it went with that announcement, and now it has. Now, earlier today, the Ukrainians were saying that it was still hotly contested after a very heavy night of fighting. We were there yesterday. We're in a place called Slobyansk. It's about 60, 70 kilometers away. Uh, and it appeared yesterday to us that certainly the Ukrainians had been pushed out of most, or if not all, of the town. There was certainly still very, very heavy fighting going on. Uh, huge amounts of artillery going on. We heard a lot of small arms fighting uh, small arms fire as well, which suggests that there's close quarter combat. Now, it may very well have been yesterday that there were a number of Ukrainian troops still trapped uh, inside the town and, and kind of fighting to the last man. We know that there have been very serious, uh, very heavy casualties uh, on both sides, but certainly it looked as though... Uh, Russian forces were moving through uh, most of the town. It's a battle that's been going on for a number of months with the, you know, this, this latest offensive for it, uh, probably over the last couple of weeks. And you all know what I'm going to start with. Mm -hmm. Trump. <laughs> this week, New York Attorney General Tish James going after Trump, filing a lawsuit against him, his family, his company, and I love how our own Michael Conway of NBC News puts it, Tish James hits Trump 
right in his ego. <laughs> Judy, I turn, turn to you first. We've been waiting for something to happen oh, for a while. Waiting. How'd you feel? I, it was very exciting. Unfortunately, it was in the morning, so I couldn't really drink and get on with my day. It was 11.30. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Um, no, I didn't have a drink. I did, I was, you know, I had just done a benefit earlier in the week. And she was there, and she was speaking, and she was so articulate and brilliant and, and just passionate. And I wanted to say, when is it? When? When? I can't take anymore. And then they made the announcement. I couldn't have been more thrilled, and I love the response. I mean, drinking my kids into it. <laughs> that deadly storm battering the nation with blizzard conditions and dangerously cold wind chills wreaking havoc for millions over the holiday weekend. Buffalo, New York, battling a brutal combination of two feet of snow, 70 mile per hour wind gusts, and wind chills that are 25 below zero. It's shaping up to be one of the worst storms in Buffalo's history because of those blizzard conditions. New York's governor declaring a state of emergency and deploying the National Guard to help. Emergency crews working around the clock, digging out stranded drivers with pileups blocking major interstates. Ice and snow stranding drivers in Holland, Michigan with low visibility and gusty winds rocking semi-trucks. Good evening. President Biden is making his first visit to the southern border as president today after two years of Republican criticism that he's soft on border security. He's in El Paso, Texas, meeting with officials to talk about migration and drug trafficking. Now, there's a, a lot of speculation on Twitter itself right now about the future of Twitter. The social media giant has told employees not to return to the office. In a message obtained by the BBC, workers were told offices would reopen next Monday. And the announcement comes with reports that a large number of staff are quitting after the new owner, billionaire Elon Musk, gave employees an ultimatum to work long hours at high intensity or leave. Tens of thousands of people stranded at airports across the country still trying to reach their final destinations. Airlines say it may be days before they are rebooked. RIP Twitter is trending on Twitter. How seriously are you taking this? Well, it is very concerning. Um, particularly reports that uh, some of the core engineering teams at Twitter are completely gone. That worries me considerably. Tonight, that massive storm sweeping across the country now paralyzing parts of the Northeast. In Buffalo, New York, more than two feet of snow, 70 mile per hour wind gusts, and wind chills 25 below zero. The airport there shutting down until Monday morning. And this stunning statement from the Erie County Executive. I have to uh, note this. It's not something that we're proud of. But in the worst affected areas, there is no emergency service available. Terrifying for a mother pleading for help on Facebook. First responders couldn't reach her home. Her one-year-old is on a ventilator with no electricity, mom manually giving her child air. In California, egg costs surged to a whopping $7.37 last week. That's up more than $5 from the same time last year when a dozen eggs 
costs only $2.35. After years of legal battles between former President Donald Trump and Congress, the House Ways and Means Committee released six years of Trump's tax returns Friday, including thousands of documents from the years he ran for president and was in office. The records reveal Trump paid just $750 in federal income taxes during his first year in office in 2017. In his last year in office, 2020, he paid no federal taxes. They also show the tax law Trump signed in late 2017 opened new opportunities for him and disclosed income from a wide range of foreign countries, including Canada, Panama, the Caribbean island of St. Martin, the Philippines, United Arab Emirates, China, and Britain. Trump responded to the release in a video statement. These tax returns contain relatively little information and not information that almost anybody would understand. They're extremely complex. The radical Democrats' behavior is a shame upon the U.S. Congress. But the sudden surge in prices, and I think for a lot of folks as well, the inability to find eggs on the shelves, that's new. And that's actually caused by the highly um, pathogenic avian influenza, more commonly known as bird flu, that has just swept through the country and um, has led so far the, to the deaths of almost 60 million chickens and turkeys and at least 40,000 hens. Or 40 million, I'm sorry, 40 million hens. 40 million, that's astounding to think about that. So I imagine, Sonia, this is having a ripple effect. How is the rising cost of eggs impacting food prices on the largest? Now our Verify team is looking into claims about fires after several U.S. food processing plants went up in flames in recent months. In WCNC Charlotte's Megan Bragg looks into what we know about the circumstances tonight. Recent fires at food processing plants across the U.S. have several people speculating online if something else is behind them. This tweet notes a, quote, odd coincidence that, quote, 18 U.S. food processing facilities burned down in the last six months. The question that we're looking at today, are people setting food processing plants on fire intentionally in order to create a food shortage? So a lot of us cook with gas in our homes with our kitchen stoves here, but that could be a thing of the past. Yeah, according to a new report from Bloomberg News, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission considering a nationwide ban on gas stoves. And 12 News reporter Dana Casulo is here with why it could be because of indoor pollution linked to health concerns. Danielle and Patrick, well, 35% of U.S. households use a gas stove, and this is causing some controversy. The CPSC reporting pollutants from gas stoves have been linked to asthma and other respiratory conditions. Aides to President Biden have apparently discovered another set of classified documents, this time in a different location than the office where the first batch was discovered, according to a person familiar with the matter. I want to bring in now the team breaking this story. NBC News White House correspondent Carol Lee, our justice and intelligence correspondent Ken Delaney. And Ken, let me start with you with what we know. Hallie, aides to President Biden have been conducting an exhaustive search, we are told, of other locations to make sure they've gathered up all the classified documents that went to the wrong place, because if it happened once, it could happen again. And what we're told is that they have found at least one additional batch of classified documents. Months after devastating floods left more than 1,700 people dead and a third of the country underwater, Pakistan is still struggling to recover. UN officials warn that millions remain displaced from their homes and livelihoods as winter sets in. The crisis, they say, will only deepen without more help. 
monsoon rains last year were like nothing anyone had seen before. The water came and swept away our houses. We need help. An early spring ushered in a record-breaking heat wave. In some areas, temperatures topped 123 degrees. Warming global temperatures have also fueled unprecedented glacial melt that has swelled rivers. And when the record-setting monsoon arrived, it dropped nearly twice as much rain as the 30-year average across the country. Come on, Kai. I don't have anything to feed my family. I lost everything. The violent swells swept away hundreds of thousands of homes and obliterated hospitals, schools, and major infrastructure. It's been leveled out, everything. We've had an, a huge number of uh, dams which broke down, uh, which did not sustain the flow of water. Road networks, hundreds of kilometers of roads have been wiped out. So you've seen a lot of change here. Scientists and environmental activists like Tofik Pasha Muraj, who's worked with the News Hour on our reporting trips to Pakistan, point to climate change as another factor. Things have gone totally out of sync. Just the question that I've been asking, and I haven't gotten a great answer because I don't think any of us know. Uh, we learned about this for the first time, like the rest of America, on Tuesday. Hogan, why wasn't any of this made public when the... National Archives became aware of this, and the DOJ became aware of this six days before the midterm elections. Yeah, it's Hunter Biden's laptop 2.0 here. Yeah. Something that the, the three-letter agencies knew was, was real. They kept it under wraps until after the election. The same thing applies here. They knew this thing was real. They knew that, they, that Joe Biden had these documents and kept them secret, of course, until um, after the election. It's no wonder so many on the right always talk about the deep state. Russia using rockets to terrorize the population and target the country's power grid and infrastructure to undermine civilian support for the war while leaving millions without heat and electricity as the winter sets in. Ukraine's defenders are pushing forward, trying to advance against Russian forces as they also work to rebuild and rehabilitate communities freed from Russian control. She's the murderous doll making an unexpected killing at the box office. What are you? I'm Megan. Megan bringing in an estimated 45 million bucks at the global box office in her opening weekend. Expectations were that she'd do less than 20. Crazy. It's insane, right? This, like, creepy horror movie with this doll that's, like, kind of funny is now all we're talking about. It's kind of insane. It's, it's mind-blowing, Megan is the first movie in over a decade to release in the first week of January and earn over $30 million domestically. Even more impressive considering it only cost $12 million to make. Um, Donald Trump Politico was some reporting yesterday that Donald Trump's planning to hold his first public campaign event of the year in South Carolina in what aides are portraying as a first step into a more public phase of his 2024 White House run. Brianna, your reaction to that and Donald Trump now maybe getting a little bit more serious about 2024. Yeah, and I mean, he's still the only Republican candidate that has come out and formally declared their candidacy. Now to the new storm on the move across the country as hard-hit California recovers. Matt Rivers is in Douglas County, Nevada, where the snow is piling up. Good morning, Matt. Yeah, good morning, Robin. Finally, here in California, a brief lull in the series of brutal storms that have buffeted the state of California for weeks now. People trying to take advantage, clean up a little bit here in California, of course, in the mountains. That means 
plowing snow. You can see those giant snow piles behind me as parts of this region, the Sierra Nevada mountains, have received more than two and a half times the amount of snow they would normally get at this point. Of course, overnight flooding risks remain, landslide risks remain, uh, and we know the search is ongoing for missing five-year-old boy Kyle Doan. He was swept away by floodwaters on Monday. The National Guard uh, sending dozens of its members to help in that search. This lull in these series of storms not going to last, unfortunately, however. Moving into the weekend, into early next week, we will see more storms move into the state of California. That means more inches of rain, Robin, and here in the mountains, more feet of snow. Oh, all right, Matt. Thank you. This is this is a very good week for Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, not only because Biden is now caught in his own scandal and uh, because of the special counsel, but also because the Republican Congress is starting to govern and the Republican Congress is starting to pass uh, conservative legislation. And his and his man for speaker won the election. So he, he does have a little bit of momentum here and he does need a bit of a campaign reset. So it'll be interesting to see what the message is now for him coming out of this and going into these into these new rallies Lisa Marie Presley the only child of Elvis dead at 54 her mother Priscilla confirming the news it is with a heavy heart that I must share the devastating news that my beautiful daughter Lisa Marie has left us she was rushed to the hospital earlier today after possibly going into cardiac arrest at a Los Angeles home, according to TMZ. She was last seen publicly just days ago with her mother at the Golden Globe Awards. Tonight will be a, a wonderful night for Elvis. SAPRA is evaluating the medical records of 28 people who died after taking the COVID-19 vaccine. 24 of them had taken the Pfizer jab. The authority has received over 3,700 reports of adverse effects. I'm honored to take on this responsibility. Weeks later, at its annual conference, the Tory party chair said Liz Truss was its greatest asset to win the next election. She is the woman who will get Britain moving. That, though, is not going to happen anymore. Wow, one of the shortest lived premierships ever. and unrest in Brazil tonight. More than 1,000 arrests as a result of an insurrection. Supporters of ex-president Jair Bolsonaro claim the election was stolen. Now we're learning Bolsonaro has been hospitalized here in the U.S. Remarkable recovery for Jamar Hamlin, the NFL player who went into cardiac arrest on the field one week ago, returns to Buffalo. It is a staggering number we never could have imagined. One million Americans now dead from... A missing wife, her husband, faces charges for allegedly misleading investigators in their search for her. Now authorities report a disturbing discovery in their Massachusetts home. Sad news out of the political world this morning as one half of the Diamond and Silk duo, Diamond, died unexpectedly at the age of 51. Diamond, a.k.a. Anita Lynette Hardaway, and her sister gained fame back in 2016 for their support of former President Donald Trump, becoming well-known bloggers and political commentators, even joining Newsmax's lineup.
Exactly, because the mainstream media pushed that exact narrative every single day. And if you didn't actually yeah. know your stuff, you would believe it to be true. I just published my Yearhead 2023 letter looking at what's going to happen in the next 12 months and beyond. Life is changing. I'm about to become a grandfather. I reflect on the challenges we have right now with climate change getting worse, the Ukraine war, tough economic cycle. But it's hopefully uplifting because I also share great innovations. A great example is gene therapy could cure HIV. A AI-powered ultrasound machine that will help save lives of moms and newborns. This percentage that's really misled by these conspiracy theories, it's unclear to me. There's millions of messages out there, you know, where my name or Dr. Fauci's name is used, but do people really believe that stuff? Climate technologies that will make it so the emissions from buildings go down quite dramatically. I'm excited that we can get back uh, making progress on, on tough issues. The founder Margaret Sanger and her ties to both white supremacy and eugenics in an opinion piece in the New York Times over the weekend. Alexis McGill Johnson said Sanger will remain influential in the organization, but added, quote, as we tell the history of Planned Parenthood's founding, we must fully take responsibility for the harm that Sanger caused to generations of people with disabilities and black, Latino, Asian American and indigenous people. I do think it's funny that like absolute utter Republican meltdown where they're like, you can take my gas stove or my cold dead hands. Or how dare you talk about gas stoves? You have a gas stove. First of all, first of all, I rent, period. Second of all, though, it doesn't even matter because by that logic, these are the same people who would have said we should have never gotten rid of leaded gasoline. <laughs>